guys. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of LMM. Today, we're talking about politics. I'm your host, Lacia, and we have co-hosts Sebastian and Brody. Hello. <laughs> so, what is your opinion on today's politics? Today's politics. Let's... I'm, I brought resources with me, and I'm going to uh, just uh, take a quick look at what's on the news feed, because I haven't done that today. I typed Google into Google. That... <laughs> <laughs> oh golly okay so are we talking about international or national politics um let's go national first national politics i think something that's been on everyone's mind is the dobbs decision uh especially that in regards to abortion oh um, definitely yeah the supreme court sort of overreached into privacy and protections for women uh it's been kind of insane it's been the supreme court setting a precedent being like well we're just we're in favor of state right uh, and yet the idea has been thrown out there that a federal ban on abortion uh, could be thrown out there and that the Supreme Court would be, in fact, in favor of a federal decision to ban it. Oh, so do you think that states should be able to decide if women get abortion in their own state or like should it be a federal decision? I'm more inclined to say it's a federal decision mm -hmm. because I think the federal government would prioritize protecting women rather than states deciding, oh, the fetus is viable, so we have to ban it. Oh, okay. So would you rather say um, that would this, like, are you saying that um, the federal, if the federal, like, does not go, like, favor the women's rights and there's, like, a permanent ban on abortion, do you think that there should be, like, a rally against this? Yeah. I'm very, <laughs> my morals and ethics flip-flop all the time, sort of depending on, like, what could help us reach our uh, end goal? Like, states' rights. You see um, Washington State uh, changing their constitution to fundamentally protect abortion. A federal ban on abortion would overwrite that, but uh, hopefully lawsuits would then take it again to the Supreme Court and we'll see if it in fact becomes a state right issue, uh, then it's going to be cemented in that. Then we're going to see uh, states deciding whether or not they can ban or legalize abortion. But yeah, I, I kind of flip flop on that. Like a federal decision, I'd want them to make it legal across the board. Uh, if they do ban it, I'd want states to have that decision so that we can still have resources for women to access abortions rather than just like people in northern states can go up to Canada. Yeah, so like access like abortion out of country or like how like it in country? Uh, absolutely in country uh, resources because it's just more accessible to the broader populations. Mm -hmm. So do you think if federal was to side with women's rights that um, the people who don't agree with that have like a right to revolt? Would it be like as bad as the tear gas thing that happened in Capitol? Uh, the January 6th riot. Um, I'm not, I don't think they would have the right to revolt because this is, it's a single political issue and this is us protecting women's rights. I think when that was taken away, women actually had the right to revolt, uh, that a revolution should have been spurred from that. Because it was such like a such a necessary right for women to have, and for that to suddenly be taken away was infuriating. 
he says as a man. <laughs> I think it's um, very eye-opening, you know, I think for maybe even a more effective uh, way of getting more laws passed. Currently, according to reproductiverights.org, abortion is protected by state law in 21 states in the District of Columbia and is at risk of being severely limited or prohibited in 26 states. So there's a majority of states which have pretty much no protection other than Roe v. Wade over it. Um, and I think, you know, we should focus more on getting that changed state by state because, you know, often states actually have a lot more authority and influence over your life than the federal government does because state laws apply more to you and the state you live in, you know, and there isn't really an equal representation in state government, uh, especially in states like Florida and others. And yeah, so that's not great. Um, and it's just sort of kind of insane the draconian measures people have taken to keep women from accessing basic health care, <laughs> like tracking them down and suing them over state lines. And so, I mean, it's really crazy. It's like, that shouldn't be happening. They yeah. literally have bounties on women in Texas. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. If you're leaving the state to get an abortion, like, they can turn you in and get money. Mm -hmm. That, I've not heard of that. That seems like um, the olden days where there's like, <laughs> like I, I pregnant women. Big <laughs> all. Oh my god! This seems like a repeat in history, like where women like was like um, revolting for like right to vote and equal rights. And now this, uh, do you think that would be like a repeat in history, like in the future? This happens again. That's the worry, because uh, you see Supreme Court justices like Clarence Thomas, who are sort of setting a precedent, like. We're going to be reviewing a lot of these protections, like one in particular was same-sex marriage, uh, was him being very adamant about we should revisit that and make it more of a state decision, which I think would sort of go hand in hand with a lot of the states that have banned abortion. But thankfully, same-sex marriage nowadays is a little less stigmatized and has recently been codified. So there's more protections for it currently in wake of Roe v. Wade. Mm. That seems like there's a lot, there's like, co like contrary to like other things, there seems to be a lot of dispute about around like same-sex marriages, uh, abortion. Do you think there's any other like um, issues or instances where this has happened? Not regarding like the other abortion and same-sex marriage? Um... In terms of like history repeating itself or what? Because so like either like in history repeating itself or new issues that have popped up. Do you like recognize any others? A uh, nuclear war. Something <laughs> that I want to touch on, and the fact that <laughs> and exactly. Okay, 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 okay. But hear me out. Speaking of issues that are you know consistently uh, put on the chopping block, um, we're uh, we're in a state right now um just globally of very high high tensions and high um stress you know because you you have this country which is you know arguably heading towards a collapse and they have nuclear weapons and they're led by someone who is in my opinion fully capable and fully willing to use nuclear weapons you know and that would be very, very, very bad because it would set like a new precedent for what we define warfare as. 
and how that could affect. I mean, they're completely indiscriminate, you know, <laughs> they are, then they leave a lasting impact. And I think that it's something that can't really more literally something needs to happen to, I don't know. So that. are you referring to Russia's? Yeah. <laughs> referring to Russia. We see you. How do you feel about when um, Kim Jong Un like like the missiles over um, Japan? Yeah. yeah, that seems like a very not good decision because <laughs> you know it's a missile over a certain country. Obviously, their alerts would have been set off, and there's going to be like a huge country crisis. Why do you think that North Korea did this? It was absolutely an intimidation tactic. I could, it launched full-scale evacuations of Japanese city of people uh, directed immediately to take shelter. There's a bunch of viral videos of people running to metros, of hiding under their tables, recording their TVs. It was horrifying, and people could see it go over the city. Uh, so it was launched directly over the island. And, and I'm, well, I know that Japan has the whole military thing in wake of World War II. So I don't know if they could necessarily defend themselves. No, they would. I'm getting into like this whole thing, but um, I'm surprised there hasn't been a response. But obviously, they don't have a standing army that can attack another nation. Yeah. Do you think like since I haven't seen anything online like between North Korea and Japan? So is this like is um, Kim Jong Un trying to spark a new like war between those two, or is like I think Kim Jong Un is just jumping on the dog pile at this point. I think <laughs> I think he hears that you know nukes are being wiggled around in people's faces, and he wants a piece of the cake. You know, he just <laughs> well, been a sustained thing. He's been oh yeah, he's Rocket Man, according to Rocket Man, <laughs> Trump, you know yeah. Uh, but he's he's been interested in getting himself into the nuclear arms race for a while. So, and I know the tensions between North Korea and Japan have been like a sustained thing because Japan is a very capitalist centric nation. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's because of influence by Western nations like the United States. Mm -hmm. And I think, and this is purely speculation, but they, Kim Jong-un might see that as sort of an infringement on the continent of Asia with Western influence in places like Japan. So he wants to respark communism like all across Asia. I think so. I have no idea. I'm I'm honestly probably not <laughs> informed enough to be talking about this. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, how, what I say needs to be taken with like you probably a salt shaker full of salt. <laughs> <laughs> there are some audience who have been listening from Japan. So is there really yes. I would be interested to know, uh, you know, what that was like having a missile flowing over your head and essentially thinking you're, you're going to die. I mean, that's gotta be like a really intense thing. And I feel like it happens too often, like too often there's instances where the entire world has almost completely been changed forever. You know? Yeah. The, uh, just like in Hawaii a couple of years ago, um, with the false warning system and people having to make choices they should never have to make and it all turned out to be false alarm guys you know calm down there's too many yeah there's too many consequences to go with these like false alarms with like nukes and missiles so do you think that um countries should not have these missiles or should they like dial back on what they have 
I think it's inevitable that people are going to have these because people are always going to try and find and invent new creative ways to kill each other. <laughs> but what I will say is that I am not entirely, I mean, maybe this is a very optimistic thing to say, but I'm not entirely convinced that um, when it comes down to it, people would actually be willing to use them against each other. I mean, average everyday people don't want the entire world destroyed by nuclear fire. And there's been instances like, I can't recall the exact date or anything, but there was a guy in Russia and there was a, a warning came out to him and he was one of the guys who was supposed to launch a missile and he didn't. He chose not to, you know? Oh, so it's like the system we have in America. It is. It's, and he chose not to do it because he just had a bad feeling about it, right? And maybe that bad feeling was he thought it was a false alarm. And if it wasn't, he was fully prepared to launch the missile. Um, but I think that it could have just been like a bad feeling. Like, I don't want to be the guy to do that, you know? And nobody really wants to be the guy or gal or person to to do that. And I think that is very encouraging for the future of humanity. Like there's, do you think he was, he got in trouble for not like, you know, it's Russia. Um, there's like, there's I a dictator. That, this was like in like the, whatever, yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. so it was a long very time long, ago. Okay. But it's just one example. And I could probably Google it here, but I'm not entirely uh, going to do that. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I just think it's, I think oftentimes we have a very, um, negative outlook on what people are willing to do to do to each other. But I think ultimately we need to give each other a bit more credit in terms of like how, how far we're actually willing to go, you know, because I think at a certain point, everyone has a limit and yeah. that limit, I think, you know, is hit far beyond um, destroying everything, you know? <laughs> okay. That was a very interesting podcast. Thank you guys. <laughs> that was a very interesting podcast. I, I don't worry. We were talking about national politics and then Sebastian's like, so about nuclear weapons. Okay, wait, it's a national politics issue. I mean, I, I yeah, I in a way. It seems more international, though. Oh, international. Okay. That's right. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us on this podcast and stay tuned in for the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.